Fallen! You gotta stop looking back. When you get looking back, is a stiff neck. Listen, there's only one flavor to a margarita, and it ain't strawberry. You know, find social groups, hang out with like-minded people. We're gonna talk about whatever the fuck we wanna talk about. How's that? Have you ever had a corned beef taco with mustard? All right, all right. Everybody take a knee, drink some water. I know you all want to get the fuck out of here, so let's get this show started. Well, hello, everybody. Sorry I couldn't be on the show this week. I've been a little under the weather. All this dust in the air. All these damn haboobies. Yeah, I call them haboobies because it's more than one. Luckily, we haven't been hit by any haginas. That'd be horrible. Either way, Abe's got me covered this week. He's going to be talking about big old cigars. He likes to put them in his mouth. And uh, got a lot of great advice for you, so listen up. Hit it, Abe. Because after dinner, everyone ought to have a cigar. So I tried it. Well, the rest is history. I'm still smoking Stogies. I love it, and he introduced me to something really good. So as you may or may not know, we're, uh, we're a man down today. As Mario's menstrual cycles really got the best of him today, so... We don't want to leave you hanging, so we're going to go ahead and hit you up with a good sergeant's time just to get you through the weekend. And since it's uh, late in the week, everybody's going to be out tomorrow, probably hit that happy hour. If you're a man, you're going to probably go down to the local expeditionary club and have a nice glass of whiskey, maybe smoke a cigar and figure out what part of the world you want to explore next. And so in order to do that successfully, you got to know what the fuck you're doing. Right, so today in Sarge's time, I'm going to teach you how to how to pick a good cigar, so that when you go hang out with the uh, rest of the adventurers and the gentlemen's club, you uh, you know what you're doing and you don't look like a dumbass, right? So before we can do that, though, I know what some of you are going to say, like, you know, how do I pick a good cigar? How do I smoke a cigar? Which is the end you put in your mouth? Like all these stupid questions, because you were raised without a father figure, so no one was ever around to show you. So let's just start it out. I'm going to first start with the anatomy of a smoke, right? So the first part is called the head. And yes, ladies, this is the part that you put in your mouth. It's sealed off and will require cutting. And most of the time, a guillotine is the best part or the best tool to use. So then that way you don't smash the end of it. But if you need to, a knife will do. And unless you're super fly gangster, don't use your teeth because you're just going to smash it and the airflow won't be great. Now, if you're a professional like me, you can just knife hand the shit out of it and away you go. And then the opposite end of it is uh, called the foot. And that's the part where the fire goes, right? So that's the part we're going to light up. And then the inside of it is called the filler. And when you pick the filler, which is where the cigar is going to get most of its taste and its flavor from, you want to look for a nice, consistent blend of dried and fermented tobacco. You want your tobacco to be not too dry, but not too wet, because if it gets wet, then it's going to be full of fungus, and then you're going to be smoking some toxic shit. Now, the last part of the cigar is called the outside of the cigar. And it could be light, couldn't be dark. Um, and again, this can be, this uh, outer layer can be used to modify the flavor of the tobacco. You can complement the inside of it. And, you know, and depending on whether you go light or dark can really create some interesting uh, flavor profiles. So whenever you pick a cigar, you always want to be mindful of the outside just as much as the inside you know you want to expect the uh to, you want to expect the outside make sure it's not too dry it's not crumbly and um really the, the biggest thing is you just want to kind of have fun with it you know find something you like and go with it so we've all uh we've all decided at one point in time you know hey man let's uh let's go get a cigar right 
And for those of you degenerates that like to go down to the Circle K and buy a pack of Swisher Sweets, well, whatever. That, whatever floats your boat, right? But for those of you that are a little bit more discriminating taste, a little bit higher class of gentlemen, and actually want to take the time to go into a humidor or to a cigar shop, just remember something. Most of the people in a cigar shop like you are cigar enthusiasts, and they like to smoke, and they like to talk about manly things. So relax. They're there to help you. They get paid to make sure that your experience is a good one. And honestly, if they're assholes or dickheads to you, then you're not going to go back. So it's counterintuitive for them to treat you like shit. And if they do treat you like shit, tell them to stick it and walk the fuck out, right? So when you go into uh, when you go into a, a to a humidor or a store or whatever, be ready. You know, ask some questions. You know, tell them what you like. You know, if you've never smoked a cigar before, you want to let them know that. That way, you don't smoke the wrong one and then immediately think that this is the worst thing you've ever done and then you don't want to ever try it again right i talked to a lot of guys when i was in the army that wanted to smoke cigars and then went and bought like a super dark super strong cigar smoked about half of it and you know they didn't want to smoke the rest in the morning they woke up and said tastes like someone shit in their mouth and so obviously i asked first of all well who are you letting shit in your mouth that you know what that tastes like but you know that's a different discussion well we'll get into that later Maybe when Mario gets back and he's feeling better, we can ask him how his night at the Bush Company went. So, you know, most of the the time you hear when you're talking about cigars and things like that, people always want to talk about Cubans, right? You know, you, you want to know, are Cubans really good? Are they better than everybody? Well, the, the first off, if you live in America, don't even try to find a Cuban because of our rich historical history and our interaction with Fidel and all those crazies down there you can't really get one in America unless you go to Mexico or you go to Canada but one of the byproducts of this ban if you will there's a lot of counterfeit Cubans out there and if you think that you're somewhere you know like say you live in the southwest you're near Mexico or whatever a lot of times what you're going to do is you're going to end up just buying a counterfeit you know it's a multi-million dollar industry every year people saying oh you know this is cuban tobacco or another thing they like to say oh this is cuban seeds but but grown in the dominican republic so the real thing is to answer your question why is a cuban so much better it's the government so the cuban government the tobacco industry is highly regulated their quality standards are insane and the government really has cracked down on cigar manufacturers and tobacco growers and and you know just the culture of Cuba in its well with the rum and cigar and its its history of farming and plantations and things like that they've had this rich history of actually having a, a people who are highly skilled in not only growing but the rolling the rolling of a of a cigar the rolling of a tobacco and the natural climate down there has a really good blend of humidity and helps the the plant grow and really develop some some flavors and aromas now if you ask me though I love me a good Dominican blend. And I know that everybody, like we just kind of touched on, the, the high standards in Cuba make them a great a great pick. But honestly, if you're not really um, an experienced cigar aficionado, if, if you're not well-traveled and you really don't know the difference between a good Dominican blend or a good Cuban blend, you know, just whatever, man, let it go. And one thing will it's kind of like on the same lines as this is good cigars aren't necessarily expensive. You know, if you go into the humidor tomorrow, the cigar shop, and there's two cigars sitting next to each other, and one costs seven bucks and one costs fifteen, and you're not a very 
uh, you're just an avid, you're a beginner type smoker, you're not really going to be able to to decipher, to really realize what the difference is between the two. So as we're starting out in our in our hobby or our journey into the tobacco world, you know, get something mid-level. Don't be afraid to ask that tobacconist working at the humidor, you know, what the difference is. And I can tell you right now that some good brands that I suggest for beginners are La Flor Dominicana is a great one. Then you have Romeo and, and Juliet. That's another good one. Um, but the biggest thing is it's fun. It's just like when you started drinking beer, right? You may not have liked your first beer. And when you were in high school and you're crushing Keystone and Natty Ice, you know, that was good because it got you drunk. It did its job, right? But as you got older, you started learning about IPAs and, and Amber and Guinness and things like that. And so your cigar journey will be the same. So I would suggest you start off something with this very light, very mild, and you go from there. Let the tobacconist know that you're a beginner and really kind of get to explore the different types of flavors and blends that there that exist. Um, this can be really fun. And, you know, here's another thing. So you go to you know, the humidors and these tobacco stores, and a lot of them are like social clubs. You know, you can buy a locker, and they have some really great deals. I know the one uh, that I attend is called Churchill's, and it costs about $1,100 a year if you pay 1100 bucks. You get $100 worth of cigars every week, every month, and you get a little locker. And because of the way the liquor laws are and things like that, you can bring in your own whiskey, your own drinks, and you can sit around in a lounge, and you can watch sports, and you can hang out with other like-minded guys and, you, you know, kind of relax and take the edge off a long day, right? So, you know, before you go down that path and start spending all this money, though, you really want to just make sure that you kind of go at your own pace and find what you like. And, you know, one thing that also gets overlooked is that um cigars are not just for dudes man i mean there's an entire industry that markets cigars to ladies and i can tell you from experience a lot of ladies enjoy a good smoke and you know some ladies like the men they want the big the big log heater sticking out of their mouth but you know for you more delicate creatures they do make smaller cigars very mild blends and any good tobacconist will not only help you find one for your for your lady but will also be able to describe it and help make sure that you pick the right one. And so when you uh, are going to these places or these cigar bars and you want to and you want to sit down and relax, you know, bring your lady. Because I don't know about you, but I'd rather have a nice smoke with a with a nice lady than some dude, you know. But hey, man, if dudes are your things too, figure it out, man. The tobacconist is there to help you. The art of smoking a cigar is not just about you know, hey, look at me. I'm sitting there smoking. I look like Winston Churchill. You know, and in the beginning, that's it was it was thought, you know, culturally speaking, that if a man had a cigar, that he was somehow, you know, he was somehow better than you. Like he was a powerful man or he was up across society, you know. But it's not necessarily the case. The image of the cigar smoker has evolved, just like the image of the whiskey drinker. you got to be able to to go into anything that you do with an with a open mind, and willing to ask questions. And so culturally as the 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 country has changed, you know, we've seen we've seen kind of a change in the uh, well especially the change in the way the co- the country views manhood, you know. Nowadays things are a little bit softer as you would say the the idea of a man that just goes and works and doesn't talk about his emotions and, you know, ignores the wife and kids and does things by himself is kind of evolving. You know, modern men for better, for worse, or 
starting to be a little bit more in touch with their feelings. And I personally think that's horseshit. But for those of you that are kind of subscribed to that, one of the things that kind of fell by the wayside was this whole idea of smoking cigars. And, you know, what? it can be a very social thing, and it is a good way to get a lot of things done. Smoking a cigar can be very relaxing, especially for really good whiskey with it. And, then, you know, from a business standpoint or maybe a personal interaction standpoint, you know, what better way to have a serious discussion with somebody than lighting up a good relaxing cigar, sipping a good, you know, scotch or single malt, and, and then just relaxing and, and talking about what you got to talk about. Um, and, again, this works with the ladies, too. You can't forget about them. And you'll see now that, like, a lot of these cigar bars are popping up all over the place. And it's not just some dank, musky barroom filled with dudes that you look like they're from the 1940s. Or, you know, you walk in and it's like getting hit in the face with an ashtray. You know, these modern places really go a long way to make sure that the smoke gets cleared properly. There's good food. There's good drink. And especially good company. Because at the end of the day, that is the most important thing. Not the cigar. Not where you're smoking it but who you're smoking it with and the people that you're around because nobody wants to uh no one wants to uh you know sit around with a bunch of a-holes because then you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to enjoy it and you know our country has a really good long history of enjoying cigars you know even with the ladies as well I, i know i keep harping on that but i mean bill clinton did it best when he showed the world that showing, you know, sharing a good cigar with a gal pal is great. I know Monica really appreciated that time she had with the president, and that's what it's all about. It's all about inclusion. It's a social event, and you want to and you want to make it you want to make it stay that way. So when you head out and you you want to celebrate something, you know, birth of a child, new job, you just closed on your new house, maybe you got a promotion or. Your kid just dropped a triple-double, you know, something great, you know. You found out that your friend got divorced finally from that one lady that you couldn't fucking stand and he's free again. Nothing, no better way to celebrate with a cigar, you know. No one wants to go out and say, hey, man, I I just passed the bar exam. I'm going to be a lawyer. Let's go get some, let's go get a salad. Yeah, fuck that shit, you know. Cigar is the way to do it. And so when you go out, go out with an open mind and... Go to your local tobacconist, wherever they may be, and just ask a lot of questions because it's, it's a great journey. It's a great journey, and, you know, if done right, it can really improve the quality of your life. And, you know, like on a personal level, all you guys out there, you may have a, a woman in your life, a special lady, and things are going well, and, you know, you're thinking about making that next step, and you want to, it's time to go meet Dad, and it's time to go take this to the next level. Is really not a better way to do it than sitting down with your future father-in-law and having a good cigar i know one of the first things i learned about my father-in-law when i met my wife was i found out where his favorite cigar shop was and fortunately for me i was lucky enough to know the guy that ran it and so that was kind of my peace offering i was like here's a here's a few good smokes and if you don't mind i'd like to marry your daughter you know and here we are 18 later 18 years later she hasn't divorced me yet and I think he's only tried to kick my ass once, so that's a good sign. And uh, we're still drinking beer and still smoking cigars. So I hope you found this interesting uh, and helpful for you. We had got a lot of requests lately for Sarge's time to kind of lighten it up a little bit. And a lot of guys, you know, in the military especially, they like to smoke cigars. You go on a raid, you come home, have a good cigar. Or for you super Air Force guys, you know, you 
spend the whole day doing some really kick-ass coding and point that satellite in the right way and get good pictures of the bad guys. Nothing like, you know, nothing like taking some good intel folks and photos and then smoking a heater right there as you go down back to the, the Biltmore and debrief. I know, I know. You guys are always fucking getting shit about fancy shit. So if you want a good smoke, stay away from the Circle K and you stay away from shitty places you know go to a fucking cigar place and and find one out and um if you are happen to be close to an air force base go ahead and check it out man because you know the air force like everything else their class six is probably better than the, the army one and marines don't smoke cigars they smoke crayons you know so don't ask a marine um and i'll tell you like that, that kind of leads me down all right so you know what, let's, let's let's go down a little bit right because i'm clowning on the marine corps so if depending on what branch you're in, you you might want to. There's a cigar for you. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a marine, then obviously we're gonna anything with Crayola. I would try to get the bigger ones that come in the eight pack and not the 32, because the 32 pack or that big 64 pack. I mean, yeah, it's got that cool like sharpener on the side to keep your your crayon sm- you know sharp and stuff. But it's really not as flavorful. You want them big fucking crayons that like you got to wrap your whole hand around it, right? So, for you marines out there, I suggest Crayola. Um, let's see. The Air Force, all right, so we're kind of hitting on you guys. The Air Force guys, you guys are rich. Everything is top-notch for you, first class. So if I was you, and I would say the quintessential cigar to smoke with your, your Dom Perignon and while you're drinking your champagne and shitting on the rest of the poor people and the rest of the military, I would go, I would say a good Cohiba. Like, get a good... Dominican Cohiba from the Dominican Republic, not like their American blends or the milds. Go full blower. And you want to get the big Churchill, the big like 12-inch heater just sticking out of your mouth that lets the rest of the service know that you're better than them. And yeah, you know it, okay? For my Army guys, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're infantry, you can't taste shit anyway because you spend most of your time in the mud and the muck and you don't know what anything good tastes like anyway because you always got Copenhagen in your mouth so don't waste your money buying a good cigar I'd say your standard uh, your standard Romeo and Ulietta or anything under $5 that's not a Philly Blunt or a Swisher Sweet just roll with that uh, Coast Guard Coast Guard clearly you guys are going to be smoking Cubans because you're getting all the smugglers when they're coming in so keep smoking them Monte Cristos and let the rest of us shit bags as we, as we sit there and make fun of you just keep puffing your Cuban and letting us know that you know what the real shit is right um, that's my breakdown for you I think that's a pretty good start if you got any other questions go ahead and hit me up here at the show uh, we'll go ahead and put out a little link or two to kind of guide you on a good way to judge a good profile and help you pick the right cigar um one thing i would be remiss to this would be an incomplete sergeant time if i didn't say this um for all you badasses out there for you door kickers the guys that are really you know tier one guys and just anybody who's seen a bunch of shit that's you know you want a good your boys all made it home from your last mission gurkha gurkha warlord is probably one of the best cigars you can as a warfighter that you can smoke it's my favorite, and it comes from a long line of warriors like the Gurkhas themselves. It's got a good reputation. It's got great tobacco, and no, they're not paying me to say this, but if you're a first sergeant out there, a sergeant major, and you bring your battalion home, your pipe hitters, and you want to you want to celebrate, that's my recommended blend. Other than that, it's the weekend, so remember, only thing you really need to do to have 
to enjoy a good cigar is a good attitude and better company. And when you're out there this weekend, don't be drinking and driving. Don't be beating your wife. I don't know is not an excuse. If she looks young, she probably is, so check her fucking ID. Don't take away from the population. Don't add to the population. Stay out of the hospital. Stay out of the news and stay out of jail. And if you do wind up in jail, remember, establish dominance. So usually that looks like finding the biggest dude, shanking him and throwing him off the top deck. And uh, I got nothing else, man. See you fuckers later and keep up the keep up the support. We appreciate it. And I'll let you know when the big man gets out of the hospital. I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. <laughs>